Discover the leader in you with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen, former New England Patriot turned PhD. I bring a new brand of inspiration and passion to audiences worldwide. Having served and consulted with Fortune 500 companies, the National Football League Players Association, and the White House, each week I will prescribe empowering, motivational, and life-changing medicine for your soul. Now, it's time to discover the leader in you. Hey, good people. You know what? I'm excited to be with you today on Discover the Leader in You because we're going to be talking about some things that I think a lot of us can relate to at the end of the day. We're going to be talking about why understanding your conflict style will help you thrive in your personal and professional life. I think we've all had that situation where conflict came in and we didn't really know how to deal with it. And it may have allowed us to really rise above or... (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe we had some issues that we had to deal with, and it was a little challenging at the end of the day. So, you know, when you think about conflict, 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 the term has become synonymous with challenging situations and at some points, toxic relationships in organizations and in your personal life. The individual that can better understand their own internal cues as it relates to conflict has a better opportunity to control their emotions and ultimately their responses to conflict in their environment. Now, don't get me wrong. There are organizations that have figured out how to adapt to the environment and still maintain productivity while producing a profit. But I have to ask you today, at what cost? There are individuals that cannot adapt to the environment and then respond effectively. So then they're left behind or they're penalized greatly. And so I wanna share with you today why many individuals can benefit from a certain level of self-assessment that will allow them to understand their conflict styles and then begin to thrive no matter what environment they are placed in. So again, you know, why understanding your conflict style will help you to thrive in your personal and professional life is really gonna be the foundation of what we're going to talk about today. And if you want to engage, if you want to call us, we'd love to hear from you. You can give us a call in the studio at 1-888-281-1110. And we'd love to interact with you. And then also you can always tweet your questions to me at Jason Carthen on Twitter. I just really want to say thank you for all of my social media family. It's been great to have you on my page at Facebook, Jason Carthen Enterprises, and then also on Twitter at Jason Carthen. That part has just been amazing to interact with you there. And some of the responses that I get during the week are great. And the questions that you ask me, I I just truly appreciate that. The direct messages that I get, I just don't take that for granted. So let's just keep that going. We have a vibrant community and I just care about your personal and your professional development. So just want to remind you to navigate over to jasoncarthen.com and also to let you know we have a new store. If you go to the jasoncarthenstore.com, you'll see a lot of the products that we have and we're continually adding things for your personal and professional development. So again, navigate over to jasoncarthenstore.com. We'd love to engage with you there or you can just get to it from jasoncarthen.com. Also want to remind you that we have the app on iTunes and also on the Google Play Store. This is a fun app. <laughs> when you download these things, you can, you can do so many things with it, whether it's video or MP3. We have some uh, free giveaways and you have exclusive access to content that most people would not have an opportunity to get unless they get the app. 
So make sure you navigate over there. We'd love to engage with you. Now, I also just want to remind everyone we've had such a positive response from having the illustrious, beautiful Mariti Carthen on with me. And she is back in the studio again today. M, how are you? I'm good. Hey, everybody. How's it going? All right. Excellent. But now I would be remiss if I didn't mention it. I know she doesn't want me to, but you know what? I have to take liberties every now and then. My beautiful bride participated in the Akron Marathon uh, yesterday, and I know she's probably still recovering (laughs) from it, but she did a fantastic job, and she is an athlete. I mean, many of you already know that. I'm sure if you've seen the social media pages, but she is always competing, and yesterday it was me and our babies. We were out there watching Mommy run, and she did a fantastic job. So kudos to all the runners, but also kudos to my bride, M. And without further ado, we are going to engage here and begin to talk about really how we can thrive because there's going to be drama in your personal and your professional life. I don't care if you've had coworkers that – you just didn't jibe with and you didn't understand what was going on, you know, with them and why you couldn't connect. There may be different personalities and and it became problematic. And typically, if you need to gain clarity with someone, you have to approach them. And that could be a challenge based upon some of these styles that I'm going to share with you today. And M, you just dive in whatever you want to. But One of the things that I wanted to talk about initially, what is a conflict style? Some people may be saying, Dr. Jason, I don't even know what you're talking about. I know when I don't engage with someone and I don't care for them. But when you really start to think about that, there's a rationale for it. There's a reason why that is taking place. A conflict style is really an individual's behavioral preference when it comes to dealing with conflict. Now, let me give you an example. If you are one of those uh, individuals that if you are just working and doing what you need to do in the office and then all of a sudden someone comes into your space and they say something to you that you don't like, you know, it's one of those things that you're going to react naturally. You're just going to react. And if you look at their interaction with you and what they may have said and what they may have done, that's called a trigger for you. Okay. now the better way to understand that is. There is a related style based upon our home of origin issues, things we've been exposed to, different uh, things that we've seen and reacted to throughout our time on this earth that we have developed a certain way to react to it. Okay, now, one of the three top ones I want to share with you, and I know M has her insight, too. One of the three types that I want to share with you, one is called conflict avoidant. The second one is collaborative style. The third one is confrontational style. M, do you have uh, thoughts? Do you have some other ones on that? Just before we dive into these conflicts, I just want the listeners to know that these are things that can be implemented um, with your neighbors, with employment, with relationships. Um, it's something that you can apply to your everyday life. And with the three styles that we're doing, uh, we'll talk about little pieces that are also included in it, like um, the avoidance piece, the accommodation piece, compromising, and the competition within conflict as well. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So we're taking a deep dive today, everybody. And I know sometimes we always we run into the idea of running out of time. But always remember, you can navigate to jasoncarthen.com and we'll have uh, things there for you. We're going to have the webinar on uh, doing a business plan there that you'll be able to download for free. 
and then also if there's some things you want to unpack further with this, we'll have that as well. So let's talk about the first one, okay? Now, responses that are typically associated with the conflict avoidance style are flight and denial. And so what does this look like from a personal or professional standpoint? If you're conflict avoidant, you're, I gave you the first example of someone coming into your office and saying something to you, okay, that you just don't like. If you're conflict avoidant, you may look at them and go, I don't know who you're talking to, <laughs> but you just may go, I'm not going to engage you because you just really overstep that invisible line. But I am conflict avoidant, so I don't want to engage with you at this point. I need to either remove myself, which is the flight piece, or we're just going to be in denial and say, well, they weren't talking to me. I know they weren't talking to me. I, I, I just can't even go there with them with that. So it's almost like ah, that wasn't an issue. I'm just going to act like that didn't happen. Now, for all of you that may experience things like this, if you are conflict avoidant, do you know what can happen? When someone comes into your office and you want to avoid that conflict and you do not let them know, hey, that's inappropriate. I'm not willing to engage with you there. What do you think is going to happen? They're going to keep doing it. <laughs> if you don't establish some sort of boundary and let them know, hey, that's inappropriate. You shouldn't talk to me that way. Or you're making me feel uncomfortable. If you're conflict avoidant, flight and denial are going to take place. And those are typically triggered from fear of confrontation or as a means of controlling the situation where, you know, if you can't win that battle, you're not even going to go there or you're just too afraid to step out of your comfort zone and, and go, hey, stop. Wow. Now, I really am. That's great. I, I really need to touch base with that because that fear piece, first of all, fear has no place in anyone's organizational setting or environment. I mean, just at the end of the day, it's just it's not necessary. It's not necessary. And and we should be able to engage without just the, the fear piece just uh, eventually coming in. But it does happen. And based upon what M shared, you have to figure out, OK, what just happened here? Are they bossing me for a reason? Are they being aggressive because they know I'm conflict avoidant? Well, here's the thing. If you don't even know what your style is, how can you interact? <laughs> how, you, how can you engage and say, OK, they just pressed a button. They just triggered something in me that I now know I have to navigate and deal with. And it's like you just said, that piece where if you don't know your conflict style or how do you address when somebody just came in and make you feel uncomfortable, if you don't address it, then they're going to keep doing it. And then you're just going to keep receding. And that's never a good thing either. That's right. And then eventually, um, your actual work performance will suffer because we all are highly intelligent creatures. And from a psychological standpoint, if you start to create mental markers when you go into organizations those things will guide you, they'll guide your behaviors, they'll guide your beliefs about how you're supposed to behave at work, okay? And so if constantly you are having issues and someone is being harsh towards you, whether it's your colleague or your supervisor, or if you are the leader and information is being handed down with threats of being penalized if you don't follow through, that's going to really impact how you engage at work. And those mental markers don't go away. They either become deepened because of different things that you continually experience, or you start moving into the realm of, I'm going to just jump the gun on this. I know it's going to happen, so I'm going to react before it does happen. 
So how do we tell our listeners to react a certain way without blowing up? Oof. Okay. Well, okay. And this is this is good. Now, we're going to dig into this a little bit in terms of being proactive based upon the question. Now, if you have someone that you never established clear and healthy boundaries with, right out of the gate, if you're conflict avoidant, you need to go back to the drawing board and have a sit-down meeting. I like to call it a reset, okay? When you have that reset, you can say to them, hey, you know what, I'm experiencing these feelings when you do this to me, and you fill in the blank, whatever that may be. But when you have that experience, you go and tell them and say, hey, this is the way you made me feel. I just want to come to you in a respectful manner, respectful tone, and say we really we can't continue to move forward in this way because it's impacting me negatively. And it doesn't matter if you are an executive, if you're talking to your colleague, if you are dealing with someone who may even, they may be your subordinate. You still need to have that type of conversation with them with that reset. Because if you don't, I mean, M, you know this, it'll just keep going. And in a spiral out of control and somebody's going to blow up. And we don't want that. So what you're saying is in order for our leaders leaders and followers to not blow up in an avoidance conflict, there needs to be a reset button. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, uh, great question, too. You know what? You, you put me on front street here, honey. <laughs> so one of the things that, you know, we have to remember, this is going to look different for everybody. Now, I just want to press the pause button there. This conflict is going to look different. For everybody, but that's why we're saying you need to understand what your style is so you can react accordingly so you can then thrive, whether it's personal or professional. Now, we just dealt with a, a lot related to, I, I love that transition, but D, that was kind of quick. <laughs> Here's our reality. <laughs> Here's our reality. We need to figure out what does it look like on the personal side, too. Now, when we come back from break, we're going to dive into that because, yep, we talked about the organizational piece, but how many of us have ever had to deal with a personal standpoint that impacted us negatively from a conflict side and then we took it to work? So we need to talk about that, too. Hey, everybody, you are on listening to Discover the Leader in You with Mariti Carthen and Dr. Jason Carthen, and we're talking about understanding your conflict style and how it will help you thrive in your personal and professional life. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Discover the Leader in You, and we're talking about why understanding your conflict style will help you to thrive in your personal and professional life. I'm Aridi Carthen, sitting here next to Dr. Jason Carthen, and welcome back to the show. So, you know, before we transition, we were talking about the whole idea of what can happen in organizations when really conflict is running rampant and people are reacting to it, and you may happen to have a conflict avoidant style. And, you know, our whole goal is to make sure we're giving you tools that you can use with Discover the Leader in You. I mean, we're here to equip you, whether it's business, personal, professional, whatever it may be, 
but we're laser focused on a topic at hand every week. And this whole idea of conflict, it resonates with so many people because conflict can take you out. I mean, if you start to experience so much conflict at work, you know, before we transition, I said it can really impact your performance. And that's not a good thing. But now the caveat that we had before we transitioned dealt with the idea of what happens on a personal level. If you experience conflict, these styles don't change even at that personal level, because when you have individuals that may, uh, I don't know, try and get out on you. I'll use a little slang terminology. They try and get out on you and say some things that are just not appropriate. And you're trying to figure out, okay, well, I don't want to engage you at that personal level in my personal life. But what you're saying is hurtful and it's impactful and it's really resonating and making me feel a certain way. Now, here's the challenge. When you're conflict avoidant, even in a personal standpoint, you have to be able to stand up for yourself. And I don't mean in a harsh way or aggressive manner. I mean in, in terms of saying, no, I am important. You need to engage me in a respectful way. These are called healthy boundaries. Even when you're conflict avoidant, you can still have a certain modicum of success dealing with those who may bring conflict to you and having a resolution take place. So let me give you an example. You've had a bad day, someone said something to you, and now you have to engage others at work. When you have darkened the doors at work and you're in your office and you're bringing whatever happened with you to the office, okay? So now you're ready and you're set <laughs> to say something to someone because you're already angry. This is at that point. When you have to engage in what we talked about a few moments ago, you have to engage, make sure you understand what just happened, okay? I'm bringing this anger and this, this uh, resentment because of the way I was treated in my personal space to work with me. So it's at that point that you have to engage the self-assessment piece and know that, okay, I'm conflict avoidant. However, I have some uh, resentment and anger that I'm bringing to work and so when Bill, Tammy, or Sue says something to me, I don't want to unload on them because of uh, what I've held in since I'm conflict avoidant. So a good, a good rule of thumb um, that a girlfriend of mine taught me a while ago was to give yourself a 24-hour rule with that. And you hit the reset button on yourself. And you go, okay, can this wait until I get home from work to deal with? And you kind of hit the reset button. It's not the people at, at work's fault, what just took place in your personal life. So you address it, uh, whether it's with your children, with your spouse, with a neighbor, with a friend. You go, okay, um, I can't deal with this right now. Uh, give me some time and I'll circle back to you. And then you clear your mind and you get started for your day, but then you come back to that. And so you kind of avoid it for a little bit, but you address it later on. Absolutely. And by doing that, by doing that, you have now stepped in the place where you're being intentional with resolving this conflict. And you've also identified what the trigger was. Do you know how many people are not even able to identify the trigger? And they just continue to be almost like a puppet on a string every day. Something happens, they react to it. Something doesn't happen, they react to that too. Every response is still tied to something. So even if you don't say something, that is still a response, everybody. Everyone that's listening right now, you know. So you're voting with your behavior or lack of behavior. But what you're saying right there is key. 
responding or reacting. So you want to make sure you respond and not react at the point because your reactions speak louder than your response. Mm-hmm. I like that part. You know, I mean, that's that's interesting. Yeah. So let's recap then. Let's recap. If we're just going to just make sure we get through each one of these. Uh, so if we said identify the trigger, that's the first thing. All right. doesn't matter which uh, style we're talking about, but you need to identify the trigger. Then you need to hit the reset. Then you need to engage in a personal reflection or Mm self-assessment. And then my bride even shared, there's a 24-hour cooling off period, or I don't know, honey, even if we wanted to say uh, 24-hour, I don't know, marinating or (laughs) whatever you want to say. Just a processing period. Just process it. There you go. Processing period. That's very good. And that whole processing piece I think we all know, as I shared earlier, we're very intelligent human beings, okay? And if you give something some time, you begin to look at it from a different lens. But when we react right in the, at the moment, uh, it cannot be pretty. It will not be pretty uh, oftentimes. So, all right, so we've dealt with that first type, you know, that piece related to conflict avoidant. Now, here's the one that many people like to think they fall within, The second one is the collaborative piece, okay? The collaborative piece says that, hey, I'm going to be more inclined to overlook things, okay? I'm going to be more inclined to mediate, which means basically I want to see where you're coming from, and hopefully you'll see where I'm coming from. Then also you'll be more inclined. Some of the responses will look like accountability, all right? I'm going to accept my part in this. What did I do to make you upset because whether it's real or imagined perception is reality for a lot of people. And what I mean by that, if you're going to accept accountability, that's a good thing because even if you tell someone, Hey, I didn't, I didn't mean to do that to you or where are you coming from? That's not what I intended. It doesn't matter. (laughs) You've impacted someone and it resonated with them. It hurt them or it caused some issues. It created conflict. So you have to take accountability for that because, again, that perception is reality for a lot of people. It's almost like and this is something I'll share with you, a little caveat. When someone tells you, hey, if I offended you, I apologize. That's problematic. Obviously, if they said something to you about your behavior and they said you offended me, don't say if because you just negated the whole apology because they're saying, yes, you offended me. (laughs) Yes, you created conflict. So let's deal with it from that point. Now, does that require something of you? Yes, it requires humility, uh, accountability, overlooking some things, mediation. And then another component is negotiation and then finally reconciliation. Now, we can't even talk about getting to reconciliation if we have not dealt with the idea of what you've done to create conflict in a situation. Now, those that are more collaborative in their conflict style, they're going to be open. They're going to want to know what's impeding our progress. What's stopping us from going forward? If they're more collaborative, then they're going to have that openness that is required. And that works both in personal and business. And just being able to soften the playing field by saying, hey, I apologize. That's not what I meant. What I was trying to say was is totally it's a better way of going. Hey, if I offended you, I'm sorry. Absolutely. Because as M just shared, you know, if you own it right out the gate, you are saying 
hey, I am no longer, I'm putting the uh, fists down, I'm putting the guards down, I'm open, I've offended you. So right now we are at home plate saying, let's deal with this situation the way you perceive it and then grow from it. It's when you have those challenges and you say, well, I'm going to keep a little bit of myself back and say, I don't know what your issue is, but if we need to talk about it, fine. We can talk about it. Or uh, if we want to move forward, that's okay. We can do that. But I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to be willing to. I mean, you are at that point just negating any ability to be able to move forward. And that is not a collaborative style of dealing with conflict. It's almost like put the shoe on the other foot. If somebody said that to you, how would that make you feel? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I know for me, I, I'll tell you right out the gate, I've experienced this several times, uh, both as a when I perceive myself to be that leader and then also as a colleague talking to someone else, you know, and I have stories if we have enough time, I'll share some. But, you know, I have stories where we've had situations come up and you want to be on the collaborative side. But whatever happened before you even got there impacted you so negatively that you just weren't feeling it. You wanted to protect yourself. And then there's always that second part where you may have offended me, but I'm not going to say anything. And then you don't know you offended me. And now I'm holding a grudge against you. Oh, and that's terrible because it's going to blow up on you later on. Now, I know we have to take a break, uh, but we're going to come back and we're going to talk about this a little bit more because this collaboration piece is really where you want to fall. Of these three, you're going to have a hybrid But you really want to fall around this collaborative piece, and it's so important. So, everybody, you are listening to Discover the Leader in You with Mariti Carthen and Dr. Jason Carthen, and we're talking about why understanding your conflict style will help you thrive in your personal and professional life. You don't want to miss this. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Discover the Leader in You. I am Mariti Carthen with your host, Dr. Jason Carthen. And today we are talking about why understanding your conflict style will help you to thrive in your personal and professional life. That's it. Yeah. And it's something that we believe is going to add tremendous value to you. And, and here's why, everybody. Now, here's our goal. Here's our goal. We want to equip you and make sure that you can not only live But we want you to thrive, whether personal or professional. And I like that the idea that we are dealing with, you know, things that people deal with on a daily basis, because even before we went to break, you know, Emmett shared with us this whole thing, even with collaboration. Okay, if you don't deal with it at the point and maybe you can share with us a little bit more. But if you don't deal with it at the point there are going to be some challenges. What would some of those challenges look like? Well, sometimes dealing with it at the point can be difficult um, if you don't know your conflict style, if you're one that likes to avoid it or you're one that likes to just squash it at the point. It it can be hard if you're not confident enough or if you haven't grown enough in your um, conflict style to address it at the point. For example, um, let's let's take a a personal issue as opposed to a a business issue, but you have a... um, a tete-a-tete or an argument with a, a spouse or a loved one, 
and you just don't know how to deal with it at the point because you love that person or you care about that person so much that on the inside you're like, okay, I want to say something, but I don't want to say something. But if I don't address it right now, it's just going to keep festering and then it's going to blow up later. Those are some of the triggers that you have to deal with. And so you can go, okay, um, I, I don't want to think that you offended me right now. So can you give me a second to kind of marinate in this or get over it and get back to you? Or so what are you trying to say? It, it, seek for understanding before you just pull that trigger of I've been offended because sometimes the other person on the other end may not know how to express what they're trying to say without being offensive. Wow. And, and now that's deep. And, and you went there because, you know, a lot of people deal with that. And it doesn't just have to be on the relational side, even from a professional standpoint. If you fir- first seek to understand, then it's amazing what can happen. And I think I don't know if that was uh, in either good to great or it was in Covey's book. I'm not sure. But the idea of understanding where people are before you just, and if you do know the answer to that, you call us here at the studio or you can uh, tweet to me at Jason Carthen. But the reality is that if you understand where people are coming from, there's a less less likelihood that you're going to want to just blow up and be upset about things. And for that individual who is more collaborative, they are going to try and figure out, okay, how they can engage. They're, they're more willing to, remember what I shared about it, you're more willing to overlook. You're more willing to mediate as opposed to say, no, I'm just going to defend my my ground and that's it. Uh, and you want to eventually get to the point of reconciliation. And everybody, the reason why we're sharing that part with you in terms of the collaborative piece and why that's really where you want to fall down on in terms of the side is that when you have more more of that collaborative piece there is an idea that you are going to have a win-win for everybody, okay? It's not just, okay, well, I'm just going to, I'm the one that's going to win. No, when you're collaborative, it's just like negotiation. You go in with an understanding of what you can deal with and what you cannot deal with, what you're going to agree to and what you cannot agree to. So you want a win-win. You want everyone to win in this proposition when you're more collaborative in your conflict style. And for most leaders in an organization standpoint, that's the kind of mind you have to have as a boss. It's not always you do what I say because I said to do it Um, because that's not being a leader. A leader will be more open to having you come in and, and not questioning what they said, but saying, hey, have you thought about this or... This is what I heard you say, but this is what I'm thinking of doing. And then having a leader go, okay, well, let me think about that and sit down and go, I know they didn't come in to offend my leadership style. So I'm being a little more open to this and just taking it in a a different way. Mm -hmm. And see that what you just described, though, that is a very mature leader. And and there I'm sure there are plenty that are like that. But in, in, in my years of research and writing about it and presenting about it, that leader is that individual who has experienced those difficulties, those moments where they were not the smartest person in the room and they were okay with it and they welcomed other ideas. That is a point of maturity that we all must reach, you know? Mm -hmm. And so your description is dead on, especially when we're talking about this whole idea of the collaborative style of conflict. Now, we're gonna take a break here in a couple of minutes, but the idea that we want you all to walk away from this with is that there are certain things that drive my behavior 
on a daily basis, whether it's home of origin issues, whether it's the way we've been treated throughout a work career, or if we're just getting started, what does that look like? Um, and through those different behaviors and through those different uh, ways that we view things, we have to remember and we have to create these little mental markers that, okay, when this happens, I typically respond like this. <laughs> when this occurs, I typically respond like this. My wife has told me, and, and I understand it too, that one of the ways to be able to do that is to journal. Write this thing down. You have a better idea of how you react to things, and you can come back to it and go, Woo, okay, they didn't even say anything to me, but I reacted so strongly. And if, when you see that, you're able to say, okay, maybe I didn't react the way I should have. But you're creating evidence, and you can grow from and understand why you do some of the things that you do. Now, I have a quick question for you that came in for me. Say you have a, well, it didn't come in for me. It came in to me, rather. She's taking over, everybody. <laughs> you have a, a leader who is uh, collaborative that wants to uh, engage with their, their people, is very open to suggestions and things like that. But then you have a follower who is not going to let you speak, not let you get your point across, but wants you to help them solve a conflict within their department. And so you lay it out there that, okay, I'm trying to help you. I'm on your side. This, you know, I have your back, whatever you decide. But the follower is constantly creating a conflict within themselves. How would you teach them or, or help them grow in that area to be more collaborative with their team? Love that. Okay, so what we're getting ready to do, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about that. But one thing as a caveat, I'll let you know right out the gate, M, is that training must take place and we'll talk about why when we come back
from deep within my spirit sings holy holy in the splendor of your majesty from deep within my spirit sings holy holy in the splendor of your majesty from deep within my spirit sings back everybody you are listening to discover the leader in you with Mariti Carthen and your host Dr. Jason Carthen and today we're talking about why understanding your conflict style will help you thrive in your personal and personal life before we close out our show today I want to let you know that if you would like to know how to deal with conflict after today's show follow us on Twitter uh, connect with us on Facebook And also sign up for our Monday Morning Leadership Minute, where we'll give you nuggets on how to deal with conflict. If you go to www.jasoncarthen.com, on the right-hand side, you can sign up and get your own personal Monday Morning Leadership Minute. That's it, everybody. Again, we care about your personal and your professional development. At the end of the day, hey, we know we're operating in our purpose, and we want to make sure you are thriving not only in your personal life, but also your professional life. And one of the ways we can do that is being intentional with understanding our calling in our life. And the idea before we went to uh, break, and you heard that fantastic song, Son of Man by Ty Tribbett, uh, it was just uh, good to hear, you know, because sometimes we can be bound in our own uh, belief systems and 
how we do things and we want to protect ourselves and we don't want to fall on the side of uh, the collaborative style when we're dealing with conflict. So we thought that song was appropriate and we don't want you to be lost. We certainly want you to be found and have clarity in how you engage and deal on a daily basis. So before we transition, the question came in, how do we deal when the leader is more collaborative, more transformational in their leadership style? And you may have a follower who is more confrontational and they're more along the lines of, no, I'm going to deal with this and deal with you before you try and deal with me. Now, again, everyone, you have to remember that that person standing in front of you or that person sitting alongside you is made up of stories, uh, behaviors, reactions, and different things that have really fed into who they are in their lifetime. And you have to remember that if you are disciplined enough to remember that before you engage with someone, you are certainly on the path to a high level of leadership. And the reason why I say that is because when you see someone reacting to you a certain way, be patient, watch, listen, see how their body is reacting to you, see if they're getting upset, see if uh, they're twitching or (laughs) different things like that are beginning to take place. As a leader, you need to be aware. Now, To fully answer that question, how do you deal when a leader is collaborative and the follower is more conflict or confrontational? The first thing that I'd shared is training, okay? You are not going to change someone's conflict style, and you may never change someone's conflict style, how they react to things, right out of the gate. You need to give them as many opportunities as possible to have exposure to a different way of doing things. If they have always responded in this way, then there's a greater likelihood they're gonna continue to respond in that way unless you give them an opportunity to have exposure to other things. And quite frankly, that's what we do. When I go into organizations, I will help them and give them alternative ways of thinking about things and not just uh, pie in the sky sort of things, but empirically tested and research-based behavioral models where that will help them to change their thinking on how they engage. Now, that's the first thing. Now, the other thing is when you are dealing with someone and you know and they've been onboarded and they're confrontational in that way to that question that was posed, you need to, first of all, say to them, hey, uh, (laughs) I recognize this is the way you deal with things. We don't do that here. That's not the way we do things. And I don't mean in a high-handed approach. I mean in terms of understanding this is our mission, this is our vision in this organization, and you have to make sure you are bought into that. And if you're bought in, then we certainly don't want to respond in this confrontational manner because a leader's ability to lead will only continue to grow if people buy into that type of leadership. So if you have someone who is undermining that and they're more confrontational and they do not want to work with you on a collaborative basis, if you are the leader, that will prove detrimental to your ability to lead long term. So you have to have that conversation. You have to make sure they're getting training. And then ultimately, I put a post out last week on my Facebook page, had a lot of responses to it. Sometimes you have to let people know We appreciate you. You are amazing as a person, but this may not be a good fit any longer. And if that's the case, we want to release you to something that you can thrive in. And if that's not here, there are no hard feelings, but we want to see you be successful. And this confrontational piece that you're bringing is probably not the best fit.
And I think that ties into as well um, as a leader, having your followers know that you have their back and you believe in your mission and your vision and you're trying your best to lead them. But if they keep throwing up that block and being confrontational, then there's only so much you can do because then there's a conflict within a conflict happening at the workplace. Absolutely. And that type of conflict is not going to allow you <laughs> to serve your other followers well. Now, and we have to keep that in mind, and we're, we're not going to stop without uh, giving you that final uh, conflict style. So don't worry about that. But that leader has to be able to lead effectively. And if you are trying to, and please don't, don't uh, mistake what I'm saying to you, if you are trying to handhold and deal with one individual only, and they are still requiring a lot of your time, it may be time to release them to something else that's greater for them. It's no longer an issue of trying to make them fit where they are, okay? But that's only after you have accepted your role in this. Make sure you get them training, make sure you have the conversation, make sure you monitor them, make sure you document, all those different things, but document in a positive way, not negative. And then you transition them and you give them an opportunity to grow through that transition. Now, the last conflict style, okay, the confrontational style. Now, how many of us have been in situations where people just want to fight with you? (laughs) No matter what you do, you can come in collaborative, you can be a conflict avoidant, but no matter what, they, they make a beeline to your office and tell you what they want you to know about whatever the situation is, and they give you a piece of their mind. And you say, now, you, I don't need all that extra mind that you're trying to give me. <laughs> I just want us to be able to move forward and be on the same page. That is someone who is more likely to have a response that looks like attack, assault, and ultimately, ultimately litigation. And not litigation from a legal standpoint, but litigation as in, no, this is what I want to have happen, and you need to have what you want to have happen, and we're going to figure this thing out, but I'm going to stand my ground and we're going to argue about it. And typically that can turn into a toxic environment and you have to deal with that confrontational person immediately. You have to, and I don't mean in a, in a negative way, but you broach the conversation, you deal with them, you offer to them training, whatever it may be, but you have to be intentional with it because ultimately if someone's going to thrive They cannot thrive from a confrontational standpoint. And remember, the whole idea of this show is why understanding your conflict style will help you thrive in your personal and professional life. So if you've adopted this confrontational style, we need to let you know you're not going to thrive for long because that will turn many people off and it will shortcut and limit your opportunities. So you're going to have to be intentional about growing and beginning to fall down a little bit more on the other side of that collaborative piece when we're talking about conflict. So that's something that's very important when we're engaging and moving forward. So with that being said, you know, where are you at in terms of your growth and your opportunities and knowing what your conflict style is? We only have about a minute and a half left here. So The big thing that we want you to take away from today is knowing and understanding what your triggers are. First of all, how what makes you feel a certain way when conflict comes into your space and then understanding which style you fall down on, whether you're conflict avoidant 
whether you're collaborative in nature or whether you're confrontational, the more you understand which one you fall down on, the better you can engage others when they bring you certain things that elicit a response from you, okay? Now, we've shared these things with you today, but ultimately, it's up to you to do the research, to journal and figure out where you are, to know how you've responded in the past and what it means for you. The more you understand how you're gonna to react to things, the better you can respond to it in a healthy and an effective way. I appreciate all of you. Hopefully I'll hear from you next week. To discover the leader in you with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. We want to hear from you. Connect with us now. Visit our blog and visit our website at jasoncarthen.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Jason Carthen. Let's keep the conversation going. And if you want to listen to the podcast, go to jasoncarthenradio.com. Be sure to join us every Sunday at 2 p.m. on AM 1420, The Answer, to discover the leader in you. If you would like to be a sponsor for Discover the Leader in You, call Scott Souza at 1-440-552-2995. That's 1-440-552-2995.